Hey kids, this is Aaron from the podcast that wouldn't die. And Kevin and I use Zencaster. You think you're better than us, that you're using something else? You're wrong. Zencaster's the place to be. Who are you to deny it? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. If you thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code DIEHARD and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time for you to share your story. Only a fool will give up a chance for a 30% discount. We have all had thoughts about what we would do in a zombie apocalypse, many of which focus on our own survival. But what if you found an abandoned baby? How many of us would take the responsibility of looking after such a fragile life? How many of us would just leave? In this gripping audio drama, we follow the story of a man who struggles to keep his humanity while raising a baby in this world wrought with chaos bringing back the one thing this lawless civilization needs most, hope. Mudwalker Productions presents Raising Hope, an audio drama that will keep you asking, what's next? Raising Hope is a self-produced bi-weekly audio drama. Ask not what you should do to survive, ask how do I live? Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. family during these times is admirable but you only get one take at this life if only they would just die welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die i'm your host kevin with me as always is aaron how do how do this week we'll be discussing the new classic pearl starring mia goth clark kent i don't i mean others other people are in this, allegedly. Is that Italian for my goth? It could, I would say, okay, before we get into this, we have a very special guest that's joining us. We are thrilled as can be. It's Vern from the Cinema Recall Podcast. Hello, hello. Ah, thank you very much for having me here today, uh, Aaron and Kev. I, I, I really appreciate it. It was very nice of you to hand me out here to your farmhouse. <laughs> That's not at exactly. all, not at all. Absolutely, we're this thrilled nice. to have you, man. And uh, like we said, now Mia Goth is actually her real name, yes. by the way. I thought it was like a, a nickname or a you know stripper name or something. Ooh. I don't, 
No that's offense, Mia, if you're listening. I like that. Club, like a golf, a strip club. Doesn't it they seem just kind of Bauhaus in the background? <laughs> it's a, it's a very specific lights. type of club. Absolutely. <laughs> there, there have been some really good uh, burlesque shows, and Bia Goth is the name of a. Bur- it seems like a name of a burlesque dancer because I was at the. I was at Twin Cities Con, and we went to a burlesque show called Nerdlesque, and they had one girl who did a strip tease as Carmen San Diego, <laughs> and another girl did a strip tease as Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop, nice. and then this dude did a strip tease as Lando Clarcian from Star Wars. It, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, <laughs> you you did see a strip tease of uh, Wario from the Super Mario Brothers. Then really quickly though, not to take over the show, but at the Crypticon they had another burlesque show, and there's one burlesque dancer. I can't remember the name of the troupe, and I wish I had it down. It's in my notes somewhere. They did. They were called the Human Setsipede, <laughs> and they did a burlesque dance of the Human Centipede. Oh, sweet Jesus! <laughs> That's gonna give me a nightmare trying to figure that one out. Good lord! <laughs> Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, what's the latest with you? Any any uh, burlesque foibles you want to share with us? I'm gonna go see Henry Rollins tomorrow doing spoken oh. word poetry in town. I don't even have to drive. He's oh, coming to Bakersfield. So cool. He is coming to Bakersfield at one of the breweries. I'm going to go early and get some chicken wings and watch Henry Rollins. Oh, well, that's kind of how he did it like when he was a rock star, too. It was a lot of spoken word, wasn't it? He, even when he was with Black Flag, he was still writing and publishing books. Look at that. I remember he had a brief stint as an actor. Do you guys remember this? Sons of Anarchy. What do you mean? He oh, was amazing. Maybe it's still, more than yeah, Bruce. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I, I know that he was in Bad Boys 2, I think. And then I know he was in another... That's the only thing that comes to my head right now is that. But I know he's been in other movies that I just briefly cannot... briefly in Heat with Al Pacino and uh, uh, Robert De Niro. And he was in a movie, a guilty pleasure of my own, called The Chase with Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. Oh. Uh, yeah. He had a big role in that, actually. He was a police officer, ironically enough, chasing them. It was all about, uh, like, highway pursuits kind of things and the wacky I mean, hijinks you get into. As far as acting goes, he's clearly better than a Costner. <laughs> I mean, he pulls it off. I mean, when he was in Sons of Anarchy, he was like, of course, he he was a racist, but he was he was scary and sexy at the same time. He he was in the new guy in Lost Highway and Jack Frost, Johnny Mnemonic. um, Yeah, a whole bunch of other. Which Jack Frost? The Michael Keaton one, the the, the family one, the the family (laughs) Michael Keaton one, not the horror one. Not the uh, I'm an escaped uh, serial rapist turned into a snowman. Yes, not, not that one. Not the one that has a oh. debut, debut by Shannon Elizabeth. Not that That's one. That's correct. <laughs> Two movies. I think they came out like within a year of each other, too. Yes, like what was like about exactly a year? Because like the Jack Frost horror was like 96 and the family one was like 97. Dynamite. 98, somewhere there. 
make sure you pick the right one, kids, when it's time <laughs> to sit by the, the fire and do a, a family uh, Christmas movie, okay? To, you or know, don't! Here's the thing, <laughs> too, Kevin and Aaron, for Christmas. You know, I have my family watch for Christmas Eve. It was my niece, my sister, her husband, my mom and dad. We all snuggled in for Christmas Eve. Guess what movie we watched? Bad Santa. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't Jack Frost, is what you're saying? Jack no, we watched Hereditary. Apocalypse Now. Oh, Hereditary. Oh, sweet Jesus. Although it's a good movie. Oh. We, watched, we watched Hereditary as a family movie. Because it was my suggestion. <laughs> oh, how did that go over, by the way? <laughs> it went well pretty well, actually. But there's like, Jason, you can't pick up movies anymore for Christmas time. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate a good Ari Aster, but hereditary. <laughs> that's rough sledding, man. And that is rough. rough. Because we went, because my niece is like a big fan of horror movies. I'm like, oh, he wants to see a horror movie? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel really horrible. And Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I, I spent Christmas with our youngest sister uh, with my parents, and they busted out Bad Santa. Because our eighty plus something parents had not seen that yet. Yes, oh. Didn't quite didn't quite make it all the way through. No, like how much you get? Uh, did they bail? All, even I don't even like it. But my parents were like about thirty minutes in. It was like we're a little tired. I think we're gonna go to bed. I was like, <laughs> I'll tell you what though, the folks have gotten a little freer and easier as they've gotten older. Truth be told, they're into the stuff. Game of Thrones. <laughs> it might be the Game of Thrones. It was a gateway. No question. It was, it was a gateway movie. Sweet Lord. Aaron! Yes. Give us your 30-second synopsis of Pearl, if you This will. is all you gotta know. Welcome to the new Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Welcome to the new mother effing Wizard of Oz that includes Dorothy grinding on the scarecrow. <laughs> No, uh, if you're into that, you're gonna dig it. Fun story. Um, fun story there, Aaron. My parents love this movie. Oh, actually, much better and a higher quality production than I was expecting. I was expecting some Annabelle bullshit, some Mm -hmm. Nun Five, and actually, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Aaron, do you remember X? We reviewed it on the show, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, it was. This is less repulsive in some ways than X. I can see that. Yeah. Right. I can see that. You don't that. have a toothless woman sucking on you and trying to hump you. <laughs> but all I want to know is the husband in X. Is this the soldier that returns to uh, the freaking Norman Bates dinner party? Yes. Yes. It is. That's Howard. Yep. So and there's the, another just, movie coming. Is that it? There's I mean, a, yeah, that scene is the third one. That's what the character from Etz taking place after the events in Etz. That's supposed to be... Okay. okay. There, there, we have a gap here between the... Between, uh, Animal, right. between Pearl and X. It just seems yes. like... We, and then what happened? So yeah, just so... Some, go ahead. 
Etz is with the bunch of kids that come to the farmhouse to shoot a Etz-rated film, and that's yes. where we first meet the Pearl character, and she's in her 80s, and she's super horny, and if she doesn't get set, she becomes a very rage monster and starts killing people. And we all. Which happens, <laughs> you know? I mean, if her husband just gave her more attention down there, she would be okay. But no, uh, that doesn't happen. And she gets really frustrated when she sees these other kids having sex because she's like, I can't do what I want to do. And it makes her think about all the things that she missed out in her life. So she has to start killing people. And that's what happens. At Ed's, uh, everyone dies. Spoiler alert, even Pearl dies because Maxine runs her over in a pickup truck. And so Maxine drives off, uh, both played by the same character. Mia Goth plays yeah, Pearl and Maxine and X. So with Pearl, Pearl right now we're getting the prequel and that's going to show Pearl taking place in 1915 uh, during the first world war. And Pearl is now living at this farm with her mother, her over demanded mother she has a father that is suffering from the i think it was the spanish influential spanish flu. flu right i think he was suffering from someone pouring liquid morphine down his throat 24 7 well that that that's what you had to do to keep the disease down or something like that <laughs> i just good you know. science. influenza is the flu and a lot of people died but uh I mean, we're not all we weren't all swigging down during the COVID, although some were. But morphine is what they give people at hospice. They're like, once once you start on that, they ain't coming back. Right, that's ball game right there. No, I just thought thought the dude just couldn't move. Forty cents. Yeah, there was they didn't really explain it. But let me ask you this. Okay, Aaron and I, this is our first viewing of Pearl. Correct. Vern, I assumed it would be pure crap. <laughs> Vern, do you remember when you first saw this? Did you see this in the theater? Oh, yeah. I definitely went to saw this in theaters because at the end of Etz, because mm-hmm. I stayed for the whole credits of Etz after it was over with, and at the end of Etz, at least at my theater, they played a preview of Pearl. And like right trailer, away... Right? Yeah, they yeah. played they play a trailer for it. And no, no the fact that Etz has that grimy 70s slasher Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe to that yeah, one. Yes, yes. And then you see the trailer for Pearl, and it's very lush and colorful and reminds me of like Darkless Cirque's melodramas and it's just beautiful. When Aaron mentioned The Wizard of Oz, yes, totally got that vibe for it. I'm like, oh Absolutely. shit, this looks like this looks like a totally different type of movie. And so I got excited by that just by the look and style of it. And the opening credits come on, and this movie's got the lush, like almost like a cinemascope aspect for it, and the the even um, the title cards, everything. Absolutely, yes, towels come on. They're like this looks like a lush, mellow drama. Like a this is like a Disney movie because you got the young girl, and her dad's not dead, but her dad's kind of dying right there, and right. she has this dream of breaking out and becoming a dancer and wants to leave the farm. She's got this goal. Yeah, even the opening of the movie reminds me of like a Disney movie. Cause she is sort of like dancing and she, she she's talking to the animals. You sort of expect the animals to talk back to her. She's yeah, like, Hi, Peter. Peter. La, la, la. but don't you, I was I mean, almost, I kind of, the, we spent I kind the, of got a gone with the wind kind of look. 
Yeah. Oh, sure. Thirty-nine, Gone with the Wind, but yes. that's that cinema scope, larger than life. Yeah. No question. No question. Now, I really loved X. I did too. I saw it just kind of for fun, and immediately the next day, I'm like, Aaron, you have to go see X because we got to do it on the show. Yeah. I dragged a bunch of my jackass friends and we ended up having to sit in the second row, like practically like I was I was like back in high school, lay, with my half laying on the floor looking up. Now, one thing that was interesting, Vern, is you actually posted a question on X, ironically, about people's feelings about the A24 studios. And I, I found, found it uh, fascinating how people seemingly hate a24. Did you notice that as well? I, I noticed that on there too. People are like, yeah, A24s are just not for me. It's not my page. And you know, that's okay. Not all movies have that's to okay. be for everybody. That's totally fine. I but just... I think they have a range though. Range? Of course. A range. Range. So just to say, I just don't like A24. What's the rival? What's the other company? Neon? Well, Blum, Blumhouse is kind of horror. Obviously, Blumhouse is horror, but A24 has a whole range of, yes. of types of films. Well, A24's got that art house horror, the same thing as yes. like Neon yes. does. Neon does also a lot of art horse type of horror right there. And I, there's some people that don't like the slow burn. They want their horror to come right away. They don't want to wait for their horror. They want their scares to come. Well, A24 did Let Me In. That was no. a punch in the face in three seconds. Are you, are you mean talk to me? Talk to me. Yep. Yes. They did Bodies, 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 yep. which I loved. Talk to me, which I loved. I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of Ty West. I liked House of the Devil. Oh, yes. I mean, there's there's a lot of, I mean, it's quality. It's kind of my thing. It's like, you may not like everything they do, and that's fine. I appreciate that. But there's no question, this isn't schlock. No. no. You know what I mean? There are, they, they, there are artists doing stuff here. They put their money where their mouth was. And yeah, uh, Mia Goth and Ty West, they were working on this idea of Pearl while shooting Etz because they, I think this was filmed in New Zealand or not New Zealand, but somewhere far away. It was shot somewhere where they had special access to this farm and location for a set amount of time. And so while they're shooting Etz, Ty West was saying, well, shit, we've got this property for a little bit longer, we should try to make good use of it because they had this beautiful home. They had it made to look dirty and old because in the 1970s it was there for a while. So they thought, shit, let's put together a movie and we can show the house the way it used to be. And both Mia Goth and Ty West just came up with a prequel idea. They thought, hey, what would happen to – let's find out what, what this Pearl character is about. Let's see what she's doing before all the stuff happens in the Ets and – they wanted to just right. – they, they originally thought about maybe, maybe doing it in black and white. but Right. Like Wizard studio... of Oz. And then something happened. Like maybe after she kills her parents, it turns to color or something. Something like that. But it just didn't work out that way through budget reasons and studios. So they thought, well, we'll just make it into a very much a lush Technicolor right. story. And Absolutely. I don't know what were your thoughts about this whole thing. It's basically being told in daylight. There's a few scenes in darkness, but essentially this is a horror film in daylight, very much like um, that Midsummer movie. You know, my, my feeling about this is I kind of felt like I was only getting part of a story in a way. Okay. And I understand it's a prequel, um, but it almost it's like we jump in 
and she's already she's already crazy person right right she's already like she you see her she's like singing and dancing and then just takes the pitchfork and kills the goose just okay. for no reason just to show that she's jeffrey dahmer or something along those lines i mean she you know and then kind of when it ends and her husband comes back from the war he seems like a normal dude which is a far cry from where he ends up, you right. know, in the seventies, looking like one of the orcs yeah. from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, so I can I, I can respect know. that too, Kev. But I think when you do watch the movie and see her interactions with both her parents, you can sort of see how she sort of became to be the way that she is. Because her mother, she had dreams of what to be something else and right. she wasn't able to achieve her goals. And so Pearl witnessing that and knowing that she's going to be kind of stuck here, that just really just starts to add the weight on her shoulder. Um, Most people just start drinking. I had friends who grew up in like Iowa. Their friends were always drinking, but I right. mean, I, I, her parents, I mean, the thing with her dad is weird, but her mom is just like, the crazy German conservative. She's not Carrie White's mom. You know what I mean? She shouldn't be wiping her dad's butt, but she's not Carrie White's mom. No, she's just true. strict. And her mom references terrible, terrible things she's done right. that we know nothing about. Oh, I know the things you do when you think no one can see you. She makes some reference to to her dirty pillows. Her- yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's one hundred percent correct. So well, you think that was sexual versus she's off killing people? No. What do you think? That's not what I, I think. think. <laughs> I thought you meant maybe she was like watching her daughter masturbate. Through That's through the not night. what I thought at all. I thought it was more of of the uh, goose skewering yeah. going down. Or worse, because she's or like, I got to protect you from yourself. But it's like killing animals is the first thing. Bedwetting. Killing animals. <laughs> it's like Michael Landon and the Loneliest Runner. It's, it's a, how it all For starts. All you the know, back. Michael Landon is Jeffrey Dahmer. And <laughs> that's how I write my graphic novel. <laughs> it's fan <laughs> fiction. That's totally true. I, that's what I really like about the mom character is that when she has that speech to Pearl, you can sort of like recognize the pain of frustration that she is going through. So she's not like this like one dimensional villain that's just there to like keep our heroine down. Right. There's a reason that she is the way she is. And I think that after you do uh, your duty. It's like I watch too many stuff on the royal family. It's like this is the life that you have. You have responsibilities. You have duties. You know, she she did as she said she she didn't sign up to her husband to be basically her child. This yes. is not what she was, but you know, this is her responsibility. This is her lot in life. This is what's happened. Although like, once again, there's liquid morphine an extra couple of teaspoons. I kept thinking that that, that was going to be a, a reveal, right? I mean, they kind of showed us that the medicine quote unquote was the, was the morphine. Right. But I, you, you wondered if it was kind of like, uh, you know, slowly poisoning the husband, like somebody's, you know, making like, him the way he is. Yes, like he was going to leave the mom and something happened and she's just been drugging him. 
I don't think he's been drugged, and I think that because of the flu, it just left him incapacitated. Right. So he's just very sick because of it. Uh, the, the, I think they just give him some medicine just to make sure that he's still alive or make sure he can eat right. That's basically it. But you have to admit that actor, uh, his name is Matthew Sunderland, did an amazing job without saying one single word in that. No, that great. moment when Pearl is pushing him to the deck to like feed him to the alligator. <laughs> and you just see that look in his face. Or even when she's in the bathtub and he's just there by her side. And all you just see is just his face and just the twitch in his eyes right there. That was just like masterful acting. And the dude did not say one single effing word. It was just. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's why I thought Pearl was a dumb dumb. Really, how are you gonna explain Dad fell in, fell in the alligator? You got liquid morphine. <laughs> morphine. Like two cents. He can't move himself. We've yeah. established that. So yeah. you pushing him into the gator pond? I mean, there's gonna be questions, but I guess there's not. I mean, no one ever asks, so who knows? Oh. The fact that she is friendly with her sister in law, I thought was weird, only because she is so odd. She's not a normal person, and I just don't think she could hold it together long enough to actually sustain a friendship. And they kind of say well, the mom says that that you people are afraid of you. If people saw you, you'd you'd scare them. And she was correct. And it, it seems to me that the sister-in-law didn't come around that much. Right. And when she did, it might have been to like bigger family events. And I'm sure she probably talked to Pearl, like, in sports. Like, you've been to family reunions before. You talked to a few people. There's probably one person at the family reunion that you maybe have a short sentence with there, but you don't spend a lot of time with them. But you spend enough time so that if they do go crazy, they're not going to kill you first. That type of thing. Right? We've had that. No, no question. Maybe no that's question. me. They're, that may be just me they're referring to. I'm not quite sure. But I'm pretty sure... <laughs> You definitely that. want to make sure the crazy relatives don't kill you first. <laughs> you know, right? you know, just, that guy was like sharpening a you know blade right there, and he's got the hunting dog by him. He's got the wild eyes and drinking no jolt soda. Well, what do they say? You don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the, the uh, slowest person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's the same be, thing. Absolutely, plant see? those seeds. Be faster than the pearl, you know, that's coming after you. Be faster oh. than the pearl. And we have to talk about that. When the sister-in-law's quote-unquote running for her life, not much of a run. I got to be no. honest. I mean, when she and started... the inevitable fall. <laughs> when she started... I say, when she started giving that speech, mm-hmm. that beautiful speech that Mia Goth gives as Pearl... Mm-hmm. During the moment of that, that's when the sisters should be going like, okay, I'm going to just, I'll, I'll just be like, just be, keep talking. I'm going to the bathroom, honey. I can hear you from the bathroom. All right. Just, just keep talking. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I hear you. Don't worry. I hear you. And then just go to the bathroom, flush the toilet, and then just run out of there. Just, just get out of there. Just, that's, that's what I would have done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and I guess we're nah, supposed to believe she's chasing you down. You needed to, at when it was over, you need to go to her and give her a hug and said, I'm sure it's all going to be, it's going to be okay. You have to but, reassure. Her. Let's go, let's go get tea tomorrow. And then you get the f- out of there. Well, what is it? Like Pearl, they established can feel things like she's an empath or something. Like she can just tell like when uh, the projectionist is like, uh, deuces, I'm out of here. She's like, well, hang on. 
Why are you suddenly all cold? I have this ability to sense emotions. All right, but you didn't sense that he's just showing you porn to get with you? You didn't didn't sense that? (laughs) That's always a tried and true method, I have to tell you. First date, pull out the porn. The ladies love it. First date in 19, what is it, 15. (laughs) Yes. Let me show you some erotica. Well, hold on here, because these were from France, okay? Art house films. They're That's art house right. films. Eight These are not porn films. <laughs> These are tasteful, avant-garde, foreign films. All right, don't be such a snob. Okay, they're exotic. <laughs> Absolutely, no question. <laughs> Here, I have I have a very serious question. Maybe you guys can answer this. Yes. Does Pearl have eyebrows? Not much. Not. I had not, an ex-boyfriend like that. He always that. had like glasses with like a dark rim on top and then he'd take his glasses off and you realize he had almost no eyebrows yeah it's like, Mia Goth doesn't, it's like both mia goth and like tilda swinton are from the same queen alien species that gave birth to them like i would not be surprised if they are like pair them up hybrid alien creatures that are there to enslave us and impregnate us or we're supposed to create that sound. I smell an Italian director, and this is going to be an amazing movie. <laughs> I mean, the thing about eyebrows is you never realize how important they are until you don't see them. And then you're like, whoa, so, something's Something just a little else. off here. No I don't know. It's, for some reason, but there's some people you don't have eyebrows on, and it works for them. And me at God, I got to say, it, it works for her. It's not... It's not too bad. I think if she did have eyebrows, it would be a little bit weird. <laughs> do you? you I do. Be she had eyebrows. Brookshield eyebrows. Peter Gallagher eyebrows. Peter Gallagher unibrow. I want to see what the Abe Vagoda. Did you notice that the animal should all be dead because she went to feed him and basically threw in like a handful of hay? A cow needs more than a single like handful of hay. By the hey, way, I just imagine that the mom just did most of the work for her and just trying to make things up for She's just trying to get her to get the f*** out of the house for a little while. She, I, she I will say this. You want to see something crazy? Uh, do look up the actor. Maybe I got her name wrong there. No, I think I do. I wish I knew the name of the mother instead of give me their f***ing um, I, mean, I could look it up. The name th- That's what well, I do here. Well, yeah, look up who played uh, Pearl's mom in Pearl, because I have she different names familiar. here. Pearl's mom was played by Tandy Wright. Okay, look at pictures of her, because I gotta say, that's a great makeup job, because she is actually very, quite beautiful. She's, she's pretty, absolutely. Yeah. And eyebrows. She has eyebrows there, but I never oh. would expect that to <laughs> be that person. So, good Did job. Did Mia Goth have eyebrows in the first movie? Or and, was this a yeah. Jasper Pearl? I don't she, know. I'm looking. Well, I'm looking at pictures right now. Stylized thing because she's watching the movies and back in the days they'd. Paint well, she does. She does have eyebrows, but they she look like they're painted on. Eyebrows. <laughs> they look Gosh. very much painted on. I'm looking at it right then now. There's a hint, a yeah. hint of an eyebrow, if you will. I mean, that was a style around that time. In 1918. I don't know. In the 20s. No eyebrows. No, no painted in. <laughs> She's a farm girl with the thickest accent in the world, by the way. Where is this? It's, it's Texas, correct? Yeah, but like her mom's German, right? Right. Her mom's it's, German. 
and she has a giant crocodile <laughs> in the front yard yeah. or, or something along those lines. Because Texas has all... I know, I remember when I went to Austin, I had to be real careful of all the alligators. <laughs> they are everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. No, I, I thought there was going to be a scene where it's like, I don't know, a traveling salesman comes to town and sells her a little baby gator. And then... Over the over the seventy years, it grow like it's that movie Alligator. That's alligator, how it starts. <laughs> absolutely. That's how it starts. <laughs> Good grief! That thing was freaking huge, by the way. Alligator is a very huge alligator. That's right. Go check it out, kids. It's a great fun movie. It is a lot of fun. Absolutely, you can't go wrong with a giant alligator on your property. I mean, but, it's a horror movie. Did you notice all the kind of references to X when watching this movie? You know, you got to the alligator. No. no. That was cool. Yeah. Alligators there. What else? What are the other references? And then there was, you know, when she was doing her big audition and she was on the X thing on stage and they say we need the X factor. Oh, yes. X Factor, uh, absolutely. I was so absorbed in trying to pick up Wizard of Oz references that I, oh, I saw nothing else. Like she, is, her sister in law is Glinda. She kills Glinda, right? Yes. Oh, shit, just because she's blonde and sweet. There you so go. So they kind of go, uh, they kind of reverse that by killing the good witch instead of the, exactly. the bad witch. So are we going to say that is our lead heroine? Is she is Dorothy in this? Yes. Oh shit! But is she also kind of the wicked witch of the West as well? And yeah, I would of... say that it's not her mom. I mean, she, she can play both parts. Oh. She's trapped in Kansas. And Kansas. She's on her way to Oz, baby. Nothing's holding her back now. There's that scene when she's riding the bicycle to town that reminded me yes. very much of the witch when she rode the bicycle. Yeah, I, I got that. I got that. Like you said, the, the mounting of the poor scarecrow. Oh my god! Give consent, by the way. There's no consent. And no. dressed exactly like the Wizard of Oz, and that terrifying face. I thought a skull was going to roll out. That's true. I love that sequence of her and the scarecrow, where the music comes on. It's very lush, and they're dancing, and then she brings the scarecrow on the ground to make up with make out with him, and then. Just halfway through that, she just yells out, I'm married. Oh, <laughs> just and then she decides to f it, just gets right on there, starts grinding away. And I'm watching it with one of my roommates, and he's like, Yeah, that's right, you go. Uh, and I, <laughs> I almost, I wasn't quite sure if there was like an actor being the scarecrow and whatnot. And I, if that was me, I would be like, I'm sorry, I gotta do another take. I messed up. <laughs> I apologize. I was not. My blocking was off. Can we just do that take again? Because yes, no, I don't think there was anybody in there, but it was creepy. As a fun. stunt double. Yeah, they put, they put it was creepy. In there. It was it, it was creepy, but just a little part of me is like, yeah, that's actually kind of a turn on. That's just how my brain it's works. Something like specific kind of porn. That was a very yeah, like oh wait, is that thing you? Do is that like a? I'm sure. Okay, the rule book of like porn. If you think of it, it's a thing. So is there like a some sort of fetish where you have to lay still and pretend to be dead? 
and yeah. women would I'm have sure this there is. This okay. would be like a dead furry. <laughs> it's filled yeah. with straw. That's oh. not furry. That would be like kind of rough. That's the and... closest thing I can come up with. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Sweet Lord. <laughs> um, okay, here's I'm a sure question. There's something on the dark web that can per- point us in the right direction. <laughs> I'm sure you're probably right. <laughs> Here, here's my question. And this is kind of indelicate. Mia Goth, if you're listening, no offense. Is she supposed to be kind of a temptress? Or is she supposed to be kind of just like kind of a backward country girl? I think she's kind of an like a, a really dangerous innocent. Okay. She's easily taken uh. advantage of. But I mean, when men see her, are they drawn to her or are they just like... They're drawn the- to her because she's easily manipulated. So I, a certain type. Interesting. Like that that sweet innocent type that men can feel like, well, you haven't been around the world much lately, all right? And you're dreaming about Hollywood, sweetheart. Well, I'll yeah. tell you the best way to get to Hollywood is mm-hmm. to do these other things and Chicago. I'll help you. Do- yeah. It's like Renee the Muppet Zellweger movie. in Chicago. <laughs> it's the what Muppet movie. What happened there? It's the Muppet movie. What part of the Muppet yeah. movie did like, uh, Pinky did like, Swin hollowed by some porn producers. So this is like the European <laughs> cut. I don't remember this Muppet movie. Who's to say? <laughs> like, like, well, it's like the movie Fame. Now I'm bringing all these movies out where the poor Irene Cara gets called into yep. the movie producer's office. Uh oh, not that yeah. kind of movie. Oh, what a mm-hmm. feeling. Anyway, Flashdance. Yeah. yeah, that's the wrong. She doesn't sing. She sings. Oh, what a feeling in Flashdance. What does she sing? She sings Fame in Fame. Out there on my own. I don't know what she sees. I never, I never saw Fame. I had no idea that what? it was. Never, never. Irene Cara, Irene Cara is in Fame, and she's sings in fame. a couple songs. She then sings Fame. I want to live forever. I want to live forever. Yeah. And then, out there on my own. Then she kind of had her own <laughs> hit. So she sang, "Oh, what a feeling!" from Flashdance, but she's not in Flashdance. Okay, so she was in Fame. She had yes. sets with the producers, and then yes. she went on to make songs for Flashdance. Everybody right. wins, right? I don't, I don't know if she wins. Thank you, Harvey. You know, <laughs> get something out of it. It's a joke. Quick pro quo, Clarice. I, 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 am sorry. You know, I not I don't, I don't know what happens in flat in, in fame. So I'm not going to see if that was sure. The high school for the performing arts, and everybody's either killing themselves or dropping out. It, yes. it does have a, a, a dark side to it. it. There's a dark side, no question. Um, let's bring it back to Pearl. Let's for bring goodness it back sake. to the lighter side. Go from of a Pearl. movie like Fame to the later wholesome <laughs> activities of Pearl. Yes, absolutely. Um, what do you guys got? What other scenes do you guys want to talk about from the uh, the highlights? Oh gosh, we well we talked already about the um, uh, the speech that she gives. Uh, I remember seeing that scene in theaters mm-hmm. and everyone's voice just like drops and you can definitely i can hear people crying in my theater oh, not watching a that scene. In the house. A- everyone which was scene, like which scene are we crying over the scene are- where she's talking to her friend and her friend oh. she wants to tell her friend me uh pearl wants to tell her her friend is acting her as her husband yeah. And her friend's like, just tell me, you know. And she says, Howard, uh, I loved you, but I hated you for leaving me here. 
And she talked about the fact that she had a baby and lost it. And she talked about all her hopes and dreams. I was just very surprised that in this slasher horror film that you're going to have like a, almost an eight-minute dialogue scene where it's just one actor talking and just being so invested mm-hmm. in that moment. I was just totally surprised, was not expecting it. And I was not expecting to be so emotionally uh, caught up with it. And she I was. was. She was bringing it. And I gotta admit, it, it did make me shed tears when I watched it. And then I looked over and I saw other people were sniffing and, you know, trying to hold. And I'm like, God damn, Ty West, you go. And Mia Goth, God damn. This is why I wish more uh, award shows would look at more horror films, not just think of horror films as just being trash cinema and all that. No, I mean, it's definitely a performance, but I have to I have to go back. What part of it made you cry? I mean, she's kind of revealing that she's like a psychopath and that she only married him because he could take her away to the big house, beautiful house, it, and instead... Not the just, big house, but she is going to end up there. It's just, <laughs> it's just the part where she just expresses that, you know, her dreams are never going to kind of come true. Yeah. And the admit of defeat there... And doesn't matter what she does, she's not going to get what she wants, and she just her dreams are are dead. It's that one line that her mom says in the beginning, like uh, just work on what you have, worry about wh- where you are right now or what you have. I- I'm not good at paraphrasing lines from movies. That's why I'm it's horrible okay. at games where they give quotes <laughs> of shit. I'm like, I don't know that's from, and like, yeah. So, but that moment that her mom tells her and i'm uh blah that's now, it did you assume he was dead that she killed him they kept showing these scenes of of the soldier walking up the street oh the, i assumed that he had come back and was gonna work on the farm and she had killed him i just thought that was just another soldier that kind of looked like him but not I thought him. it was the same guy over and over. It might have been. I, I think it was kind of like, because we know uh, that the dude is alive in X. So we know at some point the husband comes back. So you, it was the same name? You remember yes. the name? Well, okay. I didn't. Re- I went and looked, but Cheater. after the fact, I cheated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but yes. I mean, it could have been if you had if if you hadn't looked it up. It's possible that the husband and X showed up later on. I mean, and that's true. Although we know he he fought in the war. Like right. in yeah. X, there's like pictures of of like him in uniform and stuff. I think on some level it was her because she said, "When you left me, I wished you would die." That was a reveal. So this might yes. be kind of a fantasy that she's having of her husband blowing up. Um, so, and what do she... you think her real feelings about her husband? I mean, clearly well, she left her mom downstairs rattling around and just lo- locked her up until she knew she was dead with no ill effect whatsoever. Does she love her husband? Well, or... she really, th- that's a good question there. And I really thought she thought her husband was going to take her away Right. From all of that. That's the only reason why she married him, she said. Yep. So then why did she stay with him? Because if it's not a lo- it's not a love connection, so why doesn't she just get rid of him too and away they go? I think and it was a simpler great. time. I mean, it's like, you know, well, Sarah played in tall. Mur- very complicated. That First is of all, true. by setting everybody up around the dinner table. That was complicated. I, I think, you know, like I like back in the old and old West, you would literally, you know. 
answer an ad in the paper and then that's your wife. Yeah. And, you know, and that's it. You're good to go. He yeah. may be the only one that knows how to drive. So he has to be able to drive to get yes. her to go to town and do other things. So I'm I think she still needs him around to help her out. She's gonna need someone to help, you know, uh dispose of the bodies. Okay. She can't do that shit all by herself. She's a strong woman, Aaron, but she 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 doesn't need some help and she needs love and support of her husband. And we know that her husband is a pushover because of X and he'll do basically anything for her, even help kill people for her. So Eddie I think Howard is one of those guys that never had much dates, uh, was very much a nerdy guy that Barely had any friends, and here comes Pearl, and Pearl is pretty, psycho true, but she is pretty, and she is nice to him, so he's thinking, shit, this is probably the best that I'm ever going to have, so it doesn't matter if she's crazy. Okay, so she kills a few people, all right. Including your sister, bruh. Uh, (laughs) And I'm sure he's sad about that too, but he's like, no, this this may be- looking for any of these people. So what you're saying, the Vern, is <laughs> I just need to get in touch with some of these incel people on the internet, like I hear about on the Fox News. I offer them sex, and then they're my murder robots. Is that what? It, is that all? It yes, takes? I can start making the list now. That's correct, hundred <laughs> percent. He doesn't. He, people he doesn't. who piss me off. Here you go. <laughs> this is the this is the early 1920s. You know, this dude has no idea about finding groups of people. He's like, hey, this girl's talking to me. She's nice. And so he you're saying it would be too complicated now. That that scenario only works in, at the turn of the last century. <laughs> but yes, it almost, <laughs> almost that way, all right? Well, uh, tiny murder. We really, do, we <laughs> yes. He, now in X, we established uh, that what they kidnap hitchhikers and chain them up in the basement uh, for sexual pleasure of, of Pearl. Like, right. you know, 90 year old Pearl still getting hers. She's got an itch. Hers. It needs to be scratched. Wait, is that, is that what, is that, was that what happened there? They're tying people up in the basement. Remember so that, that? Yeah. yes, well, I remember they, that was she like, you know, getting herself off with them or something like that. Yes, like they were her sex slaves. Yes. It was, well, the, what the reveal is, I think it's uh, Jenna Ortega, if I'm remembering this correctly. Yeah, I, breaks into, like, she's locked downstairs uh, when she investigates the house, and she discovers kind of the desiccated corpse of some re- drifter with his pants down around his ankles. I remember that. So she was having these guys tied up while they were alive, and she would just go it down there and, like, jerk them off and just pleasure herself with them. <laughs> I didn't go that, oh, that deep. That would be his pleasure. <laughs> I, I guess she climbed him like a monkey. I don't know. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I, look, I'm not going to the logistics. You know, of how this works. That's a bridge too are, far. Are there clubs that like do this stuff? Is there like a number I can call? Is there a website? Dark web. I would say Google it. Dark web. I would say Google it. Don't. Lover will point you to the right direction. Don't do it. Don't ask these questions. You don't want to know the answer, and neither do I, frankly. (laughs) Probably true. Sorry. Oh. Well, Well, I mean, and that's that's the thing about these movies. X was very much an homage 
to the 70s era, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. Eaten Alive, some of those others kind of late 70s, mid 70s slasher type things, kind of a gritty look that they were going for. And then and they this sprinkled is a homage to the Wizard of Oz. Right. So we got everything covered. Right. Well, they, they made sure to sprinkle in the, the bizarro sex on top of everything. <laughs> To add a, a little extra flavor. Scarecrows so. need love too, okay? Come on now. <laughs> if I only had a brain. Totally <laughs> Sweet Jesus, poor Scarecrow. <laughs> any, other, any other thoughts and feelings about Pearl before we go behind the scenes? I, I, like, like I said, I thought it was going to be trash, but uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I... Good. Very impressed with it. I love the whole uh, audition dance sequence where they're doing the little kick line yep. with all the other soldiers and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, I love the dinner sequence when her mother tells her about all the dreams that she had and she was disappointed that she has to – basically her husband is now her child. And I thought that Tandy Wright's girl was acting just very good. All the actors in this movie are – really good they are just giving it their all and i was and like damn like you said they developed the characters it wasn't just this flat like slasher mia goth's character during that long confessional uh monologue that her mom revealing her her past i thought that was all good stuff absolutely i mean I, that's I pre- what brought it to another level I liked how during the fight with the mom, the mom had evidently been just lathered with napalm. So the moment like a spark hits her, she just goes up like a Christmas tree. Boom. So that, that, and then that, a big yep. pot of boiling soup right on top <laughs> to make matters worse. <laughs> to make matters worse. Absolutely. No, the, the performances were, were top drawer all the way. Uh, the production quality was dynamite. Um, I want to learn more. I want to know. And how do you, first of all, how do you explain this to your husband? And then how do you get him on board? That, that's that's cool. the question. Because Etz already tells you that. You already know that he's on board when he starts chaining dudes up in the basement. I want to see what happens next because they show pictures like obviously she does work her way into some carnival sideshow or something. <laughs> Weren't there pictures in the house of her performing and things like, like that? Like in a tutu or something? I'm trying to remember. Yes. There was something oh. like that. So at some point, right. she does dabble in show business somehow. Well, we're not getting that. We're getting Matt scene, which takes place in the mid 80s. Right. And it's how, you know, like, uh, Etz was uh, a tribute to 70s slasher movies, Texas Chainsaw Master, all that stuff. And Pearl was a tribute to Wizard of Oz and lush tenor films. Matt Scene is going to be an homage to Brian De Palma films. So, like, Dress to Kill. <laughs> so good. Is that what you mean? <laughs> body, body double and Dress to Kill. That Absolutely. Type of thing. Two of my favorites. I love so. those. Look, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie, Carrie's his best film. Carrie's end. great. I credit Carrie's masterpiece. No, no question. No question. But if you want just bonkers hilarity, check out Body Double. Check out Body Double. It is yep. off the wall craziness. So Featuring the debut of Barbara Crampton. Absolutely. No reanimator. Lines, but naked as a jaybird. Yep. 
<laughs> we talked about, we, we did body double on the show. Her one scene is Craig Wasson opens up the door. She kind of like turns, looks at the camera, just kind of shrugs. Sorry, I'm busy having sex with a stranger. <laughs> Never see her again. <laughs> Good times. So that'll be perfect for Pearl. Pearl more or Maxine. When's right? Maxine come out? 2024, that's all that was said. I don't know. There's no... Uh, the only trailer they have is they uh, do that song from Animotion. You're my obsession. You're my obsession. selection. Yeah. What you want me to do to spend the night with you. You are obsession. You're my obsession. So it shows like the Hollywood sign. And then the, you know, the back of the Hollywood sign, and then it turns around, and then you see the Hollywood sign says Matt Seen, and that's all they have for a trailer for Matt Seen. So now, Animotion for a brief period of time had Cynthia Rhodes as uh, one of the singers, and if you remember Cynthia Rhodes, she was in Dirty Dancing. She was the girl who gets pregnant. Uh, that she did uh, not have the time of her life. She. Uh, <laughs> <was very upsetting. laughs> And I, if I may be losing my mind, Cynthia Rhodes was also married to Richard Marks for a few years there. Oh, tied on why, why am I thinking? Wait, Cynthia Rhodes, the uh, girl that was a martial arts fighter, but no, that's Cynthia Rothrock, Cynthia, not Cynthia Rhodes. Cynthia Rothrock is the uh, the female martial artist. No relation. <laughs> Cynthia, Rhodes. I did okay. see had a motion last year, and they stunk. Just to let you know, Cynthia, not with Cynthia Rhodes, you didn't. No. So there you go. She was the heart and soul of that emotion. Sweet Lord. Okay, here we go. Behind the scenes. Yes. Tandy Wright, who played Pearl's mother, was the intimacy coordinator on X. And oh. was the intimacy yes. coordinator. This is a thing, Aaron. You may not be aware of it. Back in the day, if they had a sex scene, they'd just turn on the cameras and let them do what they do. Now, they literally have basically like a dance coordinator, but it's for intimacy. To establish, what are we doing? We're choreographing this so you don't get Harvey Weinstein stepping in there and offering to help out, basically. So that, she was. That, so she became the role of Ruth in this movie, and she had to learn German for the role. And she became so convincing in her accent that she fooled two German members of the crew. Nice. And why do they have German members of the crew? They need fun? to work as well. Is this Eastern Bloc filmed? Is that what the story is? You know, I I have talked to a few filmmakers who hate the whole intimacy coordinator. I interviewed uh, one director. Her name is Deborah Twist, and she gets frustrated with uh, with the intimacy coordinators because she said that just makes people ashamed about what they're doing for a scene, and so I. Mean- I I know filmmakers that have really big problems with intimacy coordinators. They're saying that listening. they can't. Go ahead. Well, they're saying that they can't trust the actors to communicate with the well, directors. I, I, and, I, and I get that, but I'm also very much like these are not a married couple in real life, or whatever the case may be, right? So you can't just assume they already know what what's okay and what's not okay. I mean, if you're going to be in a movie about adult filmmakers who are shooting an adult film, and it says in the script that you're going to have sets in these positions right there, I mean, you Fair should enough. be knowing what you're doing. If I'm in a scene with a partner that is doing like set acts, I would talk to them and be like, "All right, where should I not touch you? Where should I be? 
I would like to communicate with my actor and then communicate with the director. But like, you know what, director, I don't want you to shoot me from this angel. All right, you got shoot that. Me- you got lighting. Well, yeah, it all has to be like. I, I was listening to. You must remember this podcast about erotic nineties. She did a whole thing about the the seventies, eighties, nineties, and and sexuality in film. And I and I'm blanking on the director or the movie. But he would just shout, now go over here. Let's go over there. I don't know if that's worse than, than just being choreographed. <laughs> These are important questions. Well, Debbie Moore to- was one of the actresses. She said it made it easier and less stressful when someone's specifically telling you what to do in, in what is an awkward situation. Right. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Hey. Um, and most of the times, too, when adult when those they shoot those scenes... They're just trying to get like the best shot. Like there's that famous scene with uh, Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly mm. um, with the Barchowskis, and the Barchowskis are just sort of like just yelling out, um, I guess, uh, actions for them to do, and that's all it is. They are just just doing the actions. It's not about Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly are not actually getting together with each other, but. They that's have to do the those. They discuss too. Yeah, yeah, they had to do that intricate ways to make the shots the way it is. So I don't know. And avoid the NC seventeen. Yeah, like. Uh, I, just, I understand. I mean, I, I can see what I can see why they some people might feel more comfortable having kind of an advocate to kind yeah, of. I, I just, if people want to choose to have one, that should be a thing. It should be someone that we get to choose to have on set. It should not be something that has to be required for a film. I think filmmakers and actors should vote and choose. Ty West and Mia Goth collaborated on this script via FaceTime during a mandatory two-week quarantine due to the COVID-19 epidemic in New Zealand prior to filming X. They had only in New Zealand. That's yes. why there were so many Germans. That's hundred <laughs> percent. So they only hoped a twenty four would agree to make the film Pearl, but eventually, but fortunately, it was greenlit after uh, filming began on X. So there you go. Well, that, well, good. Hey, thank you, COVID. <laughs> exactly. Which is something yeah, I don't so usually say. On. But without COVID, we may not get Pearl. So again, thank you, COVID. All right. That's one uh, thing you're going to get thankful for. <laughs> I, I enjoyed working from home. Absolutely. I enjoyed rolling out of bed, making a cup of coffee, and logging in. The pornographic film shown to Pearl is A Free Ride from 1915, a real vintage stag film. Oh. So there you go. It's real. G- gas, grass, or ass. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. A free <laughs> ride. <laughs> Yes, it has multiple meanings as well. That's that's deep. That's deep. People Uh, just want their porn anywhere. All right. It wasn't (laughs) even that good. I mean, I don't know. Eh, It was a trendsetter. Do they, I mean, do they actually have, and you know how they had like porn films about the pizza delivery guy that comes in? Oh my gosh. What would be the 1915 version of that? Like, uh, here. Just an old man with a mustache putting his hand on your naked hoo ha. (laughs) Well, I mean, do they have like, hi, we didn't order, uh, would it be a guy like delivering a chicken? You're like, hey, I've got this chicken for you. And the girl's like, oh no, I can't pay for the chicken. I guess we can have sets now. 
He's a traveling oh. salesman. Yep. Okay. A lot of he's chicken music, deliveries. Man. He's a what? He's a what? He's the music <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, to prepare for the tone of this movie, director, co-writer Ty West suggested that Mia Goth watch Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and Ooh. The Wizard of Oz. Good. Good one right there. Yeah, not bad. Uh, first screenwriting and producing credits for lead actor Mia Goth, because she was, you know, as we said, uh, involved in basically the entire creation of the uh, of the script. So there you go. Boom. Boom. Uh, let's see. Last thing. Originally meant to be filmed in black and white, but A24 was against it. So it was made in extremely visit vivid colors like they went like and tried to find technicolor yes it it looked like technicolor absolutely that's what they were going for kind of went or something with like the super saturation i thought it was a great idea absolutely um let's go ahead and look at the cast and crew shall we okay yes okay directed and written by ty west you know him from such things as Pearl, yeah. X, The Innkeepers in 2011. Don't know that. The House that of right. the Devil, 2009. How's the that? Devil is great. How's the Devil is like a long lost horror film VHS that you found. The way they made that movie look mm-hmm. like an older feature was absolutely amazing stuff. And I think Jocelyn Donahue, the lead actor, does a good job. We got a uh, appearance from uh, Barbie director Greta Gerwig in there. Yes, yes, so, as an actor. Uh, Tom Noonan is in there as well yep. um, from Manhunter. He's great in that. All sorts of good stuff. Um, okay, cast: Mia Goth played Pearl. You know her from such things, and I'm looking at her picture. She has the 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 barest wisp of an eyebrow in pretty much everything that she everything she she does. So good on her. I wonder uh, you, if she's just a naturally very blonde person. You know her from Pearl, X, Suspiria in two thousand eighteen, <laughs> and nice. the Infinity Pool from two thousand twenty three. I did not see that. I remember her from watching Nymphomaniac Volume Two. Yep. That's the first thing I saw her in. She, I think the first thing I saw her in, she was in Emma. Uh, she was kind of... Um, she was in the Emma with... Uh, what's her name? Um, Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, I've not seen that one yet. Yeah. So she played like the kind of uh, mousy, kind of homely friend who was going to marry the... What am I thinking of? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> she played. She played a role in it. Good grief! She's also uh, going to be in the is. upcoming. She's going to be in the upcoming Blade movie coming out, and there's a new oh, really? Frankenstein movie directed by Guillermo del Toro, and she's going to be playing the Bride of Frankenstein. And really? Yep. Well, now I have to check this out. Guillermo. Oh, how dare you! That's what he gets. David Cornsweet played the nameless projectionist. He's just Wait, credited as projectionist. Did you say porn sweat? <laughs> His name is Corin Sweat. So no, okay. You just gotta change the family. I, I, so I'm sorry, Kev. Somebody said David Porn Sweat. No, sorry, David Corn Sweat. That's All correct. Right. What <laughs> did he do? 
He was in Pearl. He was uh, in six episodes of We Own This City. Uh, he was in 11 episodes of The Politician. He was in Are Look these Both Ways. Shows? I don't know. These possibly. Are... Possibly not. The only thing I know about him is he's been cast as Clark Kent Superman in the in the next uh, Superman Legacy movie with um, Rachel Brosnahan as uh, uh, Lois Lane. I hate all Superman shit. He kind of you can see that though that he has kind of a Clark Kenny Superman kind of look about him. I didn't I didn't see that, but he, he's like Clark Kent. In his like mid forties, that he's been Superman for a while, and he just decided to start go. What it used to be. Oh, very he's upsetting. Like, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Tandy Wright, actress, additional crew, soundtrack. She's very talented. Uh, she was in ten episodes of The Returned. I don't know what that is. She was is the a- queen in Jack the Giant Slayer. Didn't see that either. She was in 31 episodes of Nothing Trivial. No. And 12 episodes of Creamery. Oh. Those are not American shows. <laughs> Who's to say? I have no I, idea who these I, are. I'm just going out on the limb and, and just putting that out there. Uh, let's see. Mitzi was played by Emma Jenkins Perot. And you Ross know her. Perot? <laughs> Is that his granddaughter? Could be. Known for Pearl. There you go. Since then, well, she was she had been in five things total. She was in Bygones, which was a short in 2002. No. She was in two episodes of One of Us is Lying no. in 2022. Uh, one episode of My Life is Murder TV series no. for 2022. Never heard of that. And something called The Broken Wood Mysteries, one episode in 2021. None of this is American either. Not ringing any bells? No. Nah. Nope. <laughs> Let's talk about the rating, shall we? Shall okay. we? Pearl currently has 93% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Boom. Nicely done. Do you, know the, do you know what the audience gave it? Uh, an 87.2. Ooh. Yeah. 87.2. 80- I'm going to take a guess. I'm not looking this up right now. I'm going to say 88. 82%. 82%. Okay. 82%. Respect. Not bad. Let's look at the uh, top critics available to us. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Let's see. Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times says. Is is he still alive? Is this the ghost of Richard Roper? Written by staff? Roper's still alive. He's still pushing through. Is this Roper? There's nothing wrong with Richard Roper, as far as I know. Uh, let's see. Goth delivers an electrifying and truly scary performance. 3.5 mm. out of 4. Hey, nice. Not too shabby. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if I can get a Rex read. Here we go. Peter Bradshaw, Guardian. Perhaps I shouldn't have enjoyed Pearl as much as I did, but it's clever limber gruesome and brutally well acted a gem five out of five boom oh, is it limber? can someone define the limber part it's very limber limber is that, is that when she's grinding the scarecrow she's very limber she's very limber she she does have some flexibility to her right there all right <laughs> she stretched before uh filming 
Yeah, uh, she did. She, yes, absolutely. Yoga. Uh, Hannah Strong from Little White Lies says, those who found something to like in the strangely sex-negative X might get something out of this. Or you could just watch an actually good film about ambition and obsession. My goodness. My. That was not a positive review. No. What did you expect to have for this one? I mean. (laughs) She was not a fan, evidently. Well, you know what? I'm not a fan of Little White Lies. What kind of, like, site is that for movie reviews? I don't it, it sounds like you're lying to me already. It's like this, the 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 tell the art the paper or whatever is little white lies. So everything you say is a lie. Is that what I'm supposed to believe here, uh, Miss Raider? That you're lying to me now? I think so. It's possible. No question. No question okay. at all. Aaron, what is your rating for Pearl? Take a the minute. The more we talk about it, the more I like it. Hey. I was going to come in with a three, which is my average rating. <laughs> yeah, now, your regular. That's my regular rating. Uh, but now I think I'm going to boost it up. So I'm going to give it three and three quarters out of five. Out of five, okay. Mia Goth skewering me with a pitchfork. Fair enough. Vern, what is your rating? All right, well, I love Etz. Etz is like, when I saw that, I'm like, damn. I don't know if anything could really top Etz because Etz, I gave the one a four out of five. And when I saw Pearl, I was like, holy shit, that's it. That blew all my expectations up high. I'm doing a five out of five, baby. Holy. Oh, there's that better than X? I liked it better than X. I thought there was not one wasted moment in Pearl, like all the scenes just flow together. I thought all the actors were top notch. Even yep. the alligator was a good actor. All right, just did everything right. The fact that they can have an actor express so much emotion with just his face. Fuck yeah. Mia Goth just doing it all out there, making you care about a character that you should not actually care about. It reminded me very much of the movie May with Angela Bettis, where she plays also a character who is unhinged that you should not love at all, but you actually do like her very much. Yes, totally. Pearl is absolutely great. I cannot wait for Matt's scene. I hope I'm not disappointed. I hope this doesn't become like a Godfather situation where like the Godfather was good, Godfather Part 2 was even better, and then Godfather 3 was... Godfather three states, yeah. I don't blame her for that. I do. Don't blame her for that because she was helping out her dad. Okay, her dad lost um Winona Ryder was able to cast her. So Sophia Coppola's like, Dad, I'll help you out. You want to make this movie? You're in depth from making that uh uh uh, one from the hearts movie that you did in eighty four or whatever. I'll help you out. She she was being a good daughter for her dad, okay? So don't that's, put that's that on ridiculous. her. Come on. There's there's a million actors who would have been happy to slide right. Dad, I know you can't get anybody on the horn right now. I'll, <laughs> I'll slide. Well, she no acting. You got no juice, Dad. She Here doesn't I know. I mean, at that time, she wasn't quite sure what her dad asked for, but her dad asked her to do a role, and she's like, sure, I'll do that. And plus, if it wasn't for her being in The Godfather Part 3, she would not learn how to make a movie, and then she would not go on to make Lost in Translation, Marie Antoinette, Priscilla. Lost in Translation, one of the best films in the whole world. Yeah, see, so we have to thank The Godfather Part 3 for doing that, so yes. 
Now, but, if Scarlett Johansson said, I have to bow out, would she have put herself in that as well to help herself out? <laughs> no, no. If, if Bill Murray had stepped out, she would have slid into that room. Absolutely. No question. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie. I thought, I, I feel like I enjoyed X uh, more. I thought sure. X, I thought X was, was kind of funny. You know, it had all the, the kind of throwback things that I appreciated, but also right. had kind of a funny quality to it. And it had um, a little vomity quality to it. <laughs> definitely. It had those moments. No question. Um, and I, there's no question this, this movie was, it's well made, well acted, well directed. I mean, the, the choices that they make on the screen. I just, my biggest complaint is I felt like it's not an entire movie. Like it's just kind of a, a day in the life of Pearl kind of uh, well, that was situation. a busy day yeah there's a lot <laughs> it was a busy day uh, there's a lot to do there there's a lot to do there no question so i i'm gonna give it 3.5 out of five um Fair i enjoyed x more sure um but uh pearl pearl was was decent i'm gonna recommend it I'm going to go recommend it to uh, my friends that I saw X with. I think they'll enjoy it. Would you recommend to any of your friends, Kev? Would you recommend people see this? I I would say if you enjoyed X, then you should probably check out Pearl as well. I would agree with that. Um, I I told my parents to watch this movie, and they have not seen X yet, but I told them to watch this. I said, it's uh, Wizard of Oz if Dorothy was a killer. And my mom was like, ooh. I like the sound of that. So I think you'd have to see X first, though, don't you think? I don't think you could. Do, I, I don't I, know I, if you could just jump in without X. I think people I think have seen. Can. No, but I think this this could stand alone, and then you roll over to the next one. Yeah, I, okay. I thought it was it. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, why not? Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm thank surprised. you very much. Wait a minute. What? I realize we did not talk about the fact that she keeps bathing in front of her father, and, and mom says, "Huh, what's happening?" She did because not want to waste only the one water. Tub. Oh yeah, so that means she's also swimming around in her incontinent father's wastewater, and then allowing him to then just watch her as she floats around. There, he's not into watching his daughter. Okay. The guy can barely move. move. He's scared of his freaking daughter, okay? Yes. You can see the look on his eyes when she's there. Oh, no, I wasn't saying he was turned on. I just, uh, her, she was, she's so inappropriate, and her mother is so stern, but doesn't raise an eyebrow about the situation. I just don't want to waste the water. Okay. No, 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 Otherwise. no. She was giving her the side eye. She yeah. was definitely like, uh, let's get out of here right now. Why don't you uh, hop up? And let me wheel your your father out of here. Yeah, there was yeah. there was like I said, there's levels to what's going on here. There, there's no. Question. I'm glad they didn't make the father a creeper. You know what I yes. mean? Like somehow he was enjoying it. I I would have no had a different, completely different view of this. Film. Well, he's yeah. he's basically uh, Pearl's Trapped. confidant because right. she spills her guts to the dad all day, every day. So he sees yeah. more than the mom probably sees. He's but like, he, Give me, I'm going to need some more uh, morphine after that conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Push me into the crocodile pit, please. At the stage. And, and when she's at the movies, she takes a big swing yes. out, out of that. She would have been passed out. 
<laughs> Sweet Jesus. I Jeez. mean, we used to get the coating cough syrup when I was in college. You took one <laughs> extra teaspoon, you were like drooling. It was fantastic. Purple drank. So it was not like a bottle of morphine. Uh, it, it, it seems to be that both the men in this family are sort of like pushovers and not like we consider to be like a strong alpha man. The women are the strongest ones in this family than the guys are. The guys are kind of pushovers. Well, the dad's definitely a pushover. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much. Go to our pages uh, across social media. We're on X, Threads. TikTok, we're on Instagram. You may be watching this on YouTube for goodness sake. Maybe. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Aaron, what's your social media situation? I got much media. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I'm also on the threads and the Twitter X and uh, don't feed the pigeon on the Instagram. And then professionally, I'm on artsy and first dibs. Aaron Doherty, check it out. Excellent. And Vern, where can people find your amazing work? You can find us everywhere on the social media. We are on Instagram at cinema underscore recall. That's the thing, same thing for Etz and for YouTube. Our website is cinemarecall.net. If you just type in cinema recall on whatever search thing you have, you can find us there. Check out our shows. Uh, yeah, just check out the wild shenanigans stuff that we have going on everywhere. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll put your links in our show notes oh, as well. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And now you guys know that we try to include uh, viewer, listener, comment, mail. Uh, so I love that in David Letterman. Let's just call it viewer mail. That viewer mail. Viewer mail. Viewer mail. It's now time for Kevin to review. Viewer mail. Viewer mail. Viewer mail. It's time now for the viewer mail. Absolutely. Look at this. It's like uh, G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band up in here. Max <laughs> Severinsen, if you want to go deep. Uh, talking about our latest episode, The House on Haunted Hill, from a few weeks back, Leo Allen Jr. commented, This movie was wrapped in garbage and dipped in stupid. Twice. 100% Leo. 100%. <laughs> he knows. Absolutely. And by the way, we got a bunch of comments on TikTok, but I didn't write them down. Oh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Talking about our, our review of the movie Rollerball, uh, watch slash skip plus says, effing love this movie. Boom. It does have a certain quality. It is such of the time. You can tell which of those two movies I prefer. <laughs> it's all the polyester <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. They created a special font just for it. I no mean, question. it's cool. It's, it's Jimmy Khan. Uh, you can't go wrong with Jimmy Khan, for goodness sake. Speaking of Godfather. Yeah. Um, next week, we'll be discussing the horror comedy classic, The Frighteners. Whoa. Michael J. Fox. And uh, Jake Busey, I believe, is not that bad boy. Yep. No, the whole Busey. gang. The whole gang. Directed by uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Absolutely. Good, so, good for the movie. 
you can you can watch it on stars if you have stars if you have the uh uh direct tv channel you can watch it there i don't even know if that's a thing it Otherwise, should be on peacock is it on peacock there's a peacock last time i checked I still have Peacock from Eurovision. Then I just forgot to cancel it. Well, Eurovision was on in May, I think. Check it out. Otherwise, you might have to pay full freight. It's two ninety nine on Amazon Prime, and that's the yeah. route I'm going to be going now, down. Are, are you going to be watching the theatrical or director's cut? Ooh, Whatever's this is available. a question. Uh, whichever one I can find. I say, okay. We're gonna... For free. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. a good question. We. Look, I mean, I watched uh, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers recently. And to my horror, I discovered I stumbled upon the producer's cut. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Who knows? Okay. It's, it's, it's always a mystery. The no sound question. design guy's cut. How about that? <laughs> the key grips. Yeah. Anywho, so send in your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and we may talk about it on the show. So one more time, thank you very much, Vern. Thank you. Had so much fun. I hope you'll allow me to come back here and go horse with you wonderful people. Absolutely. No it was, it's been very, it's been very smooth time at the podcast that wouldn't die. Da, da, da. Aaron and Kevin are the best you can find. It's the podcast, the podcast that wouldn't die. Boom, it just rolls off the top. Damn, amazing. <laughs> He's be bombing and scatting, literally. So, so much fun. I've listened to your shows for a while there. You, you just have so much fun talking about the movies and the jokes about them. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to. So I'm a, I'm an honor to actually be here. I'm, I'm very honored. Uh, well, thank you very much. That was the nicest thing I've heard all day. Aww. Good times. I'm getting teared teared up just like the Mia Goth uh, <laughs> You're our pearl at this stage of the game. It's like the, the uh, final like pullout where it's the credit rolls and it's just her kind of smiling and struggling. <laughs> yes. I read, I read somewhere Ty West, she was literally waiting for him to say cut and he just wouldn't. He was oh, like, I'm going to let you... I'm gonna make you, cause, cause she, he was, she was doing so many interesting things with her face that he's just like, Evan, we're just gonna let this roll. Good times. So thank you very much and be well. Be, be well. Away.